Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Call Talk for August 24th, 2011. Today's topic is IVRs, from IVR to agent, how to pave a smooth road between the two. And if you're listening live, we invite you to be a part of the show and ask questions. It's really easy. Here's how you can do it. You can either email me at brian at benchmarkportal.com, spelled out B-R-I-A-N at benchmarkportal.com, or you can chat with us on calltalk.tv. And also, if you're listening on the phone, as I see a few of you are just dialing in right now, you can also call 347-857-3117. And I'll repeat that number again as we go through the show to make sure that you have the opportunity, if you're not dialed in, that you can call in and in person ask questions and also talk and communicate with our host today. Now, be sure to press the number one on your phone to let me know you have a question, and that way I know to get you in. So today, the first five people to ask a live question will receive one free course out of our manager certification class. There are 10 to choose from, such as IT management, monitoring and coaching, or workforce management, just to name a few. Oh, the choice and topic will be up to you. But I want to remind everyone that all of our shows are archived and available to listen to at calltalk.tv any time of the day, in case you missed it today, or want to revisit a show that we've already done. So with all that being said, once again, welcome everyone to Call Talk. It is now my pleasure to introduce the host of Call Talk, Bruce Belfiore. Well, thank you very much, Brian, and welcome back to Call Talk, everyone. Today's topic is on IVRs, from IVR to agent, paving a smooth road between the two. And our topic expert today is Dr. Susan Hura. Susan is the owner and principal of Speech Usability, a consulting firm that helps organizations create intuitive and appealing speech-enabled self-service applications. She's the program chair of the Speech Tech New York Conference, which was held two weeks ago with the theme, Connecting with Customers. Dr. Hura writes the Interact column for Speech Technology Magazine, and she's also founded the Center for User Experience at Intervoice. She was a member of technical staff at Lucent Technologies Bell Labs and served on the faculty of Purdue University. So with me, she shares the fact that she has taught Purdue University students. She holds a doctorate in linguistics from the University of Texas at Austin, and is the president and founding board member of the Association of Voice Interaction Design. So a very, very capable and qualified uh, co-host that I have today. Today's discussion is focusing on optimizing a switch that happens within the telephony channel, that famous handoff from IVR to call center agent in a seamless and high-quality manner. So it's my pleasure to welcome Susan Hura. Thanks so much, Bruce. It's, It's really a pleasure to be here with you today. Well, it's great to have you, and and Susan, I know you recently co-chaired the Speech Tech Conference in New York, and for those in our audience who were unable to attend, what what did you find were the new and interesting themes that were discussed at this year's conference? Yeah, this year was was a really interesting one, because rather than the focus being on some new twist in the technology, you know, some new capability, something that speech could do, you know, can do today that it couldn't do yesterday. Uh, Instead, the focus was really on speech as a part of a 
multimodal, multi-channel contact experience. So there's many, many ways that customers um, interact with organizations today. It's no longer just over the phone um, or just on a website. There's there's many other um, emerging options out there, mobile applications, live chat, SMS, emails, outbound dialing. There's There's many, many different ways that customers reach out to organizations and then organizations reach out to their customers. And challenge here is is really managing um, all of those modes of contact. And would you say that the most important part is the technology part? Because after all, uh, technology integration in the call center context has always been a major uh, problem, a major uh, issue for many call center managers. There are just so many moving parts in the call center, and uh, they're getting to be more and more. Uh, and, and somehow we need all this to act uh, behind the scenes in, in a way that is very seamless and really invisible to the user? Uh, or is it more uh, how people employ the technology after it's been integrated? Or, or is it both of these uh, issues? You know, Bruce, I, I really think it's a combination of the two. Certainly, you need to have the underlying technology in place, right? So all of these different channels that we were talking about, they all need to be looking at a unified set of customer data. Mm-hmm. I want the IVR and the agent and your mobile application and your website to all be looking at data about the customer um, that is the same. Um, if you don't have that underlying bit of the technology, right, that, that allows um, access to, to the same technology, you're not going to get there. But I think probably more important than that is really um, having a strategic plan in place for how you, for the experience, honestly, that you want to create for your customers when they are trying to, to, to contact you or how you want to respond um, when your customers come back after you have initiated a contact with them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to, to make this all real for people who are listening now, and I imagine we have people who are listening that go all the way from folks who are saying, oh, gosh, this is way beyond me. I'm, I'm glad I'm listening to it so I understand what's going on out there, but we're nowhere near there. The folks who are saying, well, we've got a lot of this under control, but we're trying to fine-tune it and make it better, something which uh, is always the case. Um, where would you suggest that people start on this? If, for instance, they're saying, okay, I need a high-level strategy to make sure that uh, what I do makes sense, uh, how should they approach that strategy? You know, I the, the first recommendation that I always make um, for for people who are trying to to understand where should they get started mm-hmm. is to is to take the step um, that product managers often call walking the customer corridor mm-hmm. um, and in this specific context, what that means is go out there and be a customer of your organization um, do all the kinds of things that a customer might do. Call in to the IVR. Um, let it continue through and go through to the call center. See what that handoff is like. Um, use your website. Compare how the website is, the treatment you get in the website versus what you experienced in the IVR. If there is a mobile application, try that. 
Um, if you don't get that personal uh, experience of what it's like to be a customer, there's really no way for you to effectively even start in on a strategy. So I think step number one is experience it from your customer's point of view. Okay, that's a great takeaway for this. And uh, I've seen it in other contexts, too. I remember uh, working with a very large consulting company, and they would say, uh, take the shopping cart and go down the aisle, right? And it's the same sort of thing. Put yourself in the place of the customer so that you know exactly what that, that feels like. And actually that leads well into our next uh, question, which is what are customers' biggest complaints about communicating with organizations via the telephony channel, and, and how are they related to the IVR to agent handoff? Right. Well, you know, as, as I'm sure a lot of people in the audience know, um, IVRs are not going to win any popularity contest. Um, from, the, from the days of, of touchtone systems, um, it's been easy to, to find um, everything from, from blog posts to cartoons to Saturday Night Live skits um, that, that point out things about IVRs that are frustrating. Um, it can be difficult to find what you want. Um, the systems can just be confusing. You may not know how to respond. Like, what am I supposed to say here? But by and large, the two biggest complaints I hear from people are having to repeat themselves within, all within the telephony channel and the way that that wastes their time. So this relates to the IVR to agent handoff because all too often um, what I see in organizations um, when I begin an evaluation is a situation in which customers are asked to navigate their way through an IVR, uh, go through whatever kind of identification and, and verification process there is, select what, what it is they're looking for, and then get transferred over to an agent mm. who – begins the conversation with, hello, how can I assist you today? Mm -hmm. um, as if this was the beginning of the conversation, which, again, if you take your customer's perspective, this isn't the beginning. They're already in the middle of trying to complete their task. Right, right. And so ideally you're able to say, uh, hello, how may I assist you with your home loan today? Because you already know that that's why they're calling you or something like that, right? Yes, or even better, um, good afternoon, Mr. Belfjord. How can I help? I see you've been looking at home loans today. How can I help you with that? Perfect, perfect, yes. Absolutely, uh, you get the not only the personal touch, but you overcome that immediate suspicion that everybody has these days that, oh, I'm going to have to repeat everything over again from my name to my Social Security number to why I'm calling. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, right. So, uh, well, and, and not all IVR to agent handoffs are the same. So what are the different types and what are the most important characteristics of each in, in your experience? Sure. Well, okay. Let me let me lay out for you three kinds of handoffs, okay? Mm -hmm. One of them is is a is a case where um your IVR is has been used in the way you intended. And what you are intending to do is use your IVR to get your customer to the appropriate agent, right? So this is what I would call, you know, the positive path handoff. This is, um, you know, either say loans or, you know, press three if you want loans, and you transfer the caller over. Contrast that with a case where 
the caller has experienced errors. And essentially, they've been trying to use the IVR system, um, but for whatever reason, um, either their speech recognition errors, uh, this can also happen in a DTMS system, and the caller is essentially forced out. So your error handling procedures say, wait a minute, this automated system isn't working, let me get you to a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The third type is, is, is a very different kind, and this is what I would call the customer-initiated in uh, handoff. This is where, for whatever reason, and, and often it's not possible to know beforehand what the caller's reason is, they press zero, or whatever your trick is to request to speak to an agent. Um, I think it's important to remember here that's not always a negative thing. Sometimes you've got a repeat caller who who knows, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm calling with a follow-up, and I know that what I need isn't in the IVR system, so they can choose to go to the agent. But those three cases are really quite different, and when you're planning your strategy, you need to make sure you take these different kinds of IVR to agent handoffs into account and plan for each of them. But in each case, I think the most important goal to set for yourself is you don't want to force your customer to start from scratch when they get right. to an agent. Right. Oh, so important, so important. And, and actually, one of the things you were just talking about reminded me, too, that oftentimes the demographic of our uh, callers is important to take into account. Uh, whether they're the kinds of people who are more susceptible to self-service, as long as it's well done, obviously uh, has an impact on our strategy and our implementation of the strategy. If, on the other hand, we're uh, working for, uh, you know, a company that's re- uh, related to AARP or people for, who are from an older generation, let's say, uh, there's going to be more of a tendency just to jab that zero <laughs> on, the, on the dial phone and try to get somebody to talk to because uh, people of that generation just want to talk to somebody. Whereas, actually, what we found is that uh, the younger generation oftentimes prefers not to talk to somebody as long as, the self-service options are really uh, enticing and, and easy to use. Right, absolutely. So, so yes, um, having an understanding of who your callers are is really important, but also understanding why they're calling. And, and by this, I mean something deeper than just um, 20% of our calls are about loans and 15% are balance inquiries. You know, I mean a deeper understanding than that. So do people call you when they've already been to your website and looked at the different loan products that you have available and they're now calling the IVR because they've got a very specific question you know, about a very specific home improvement loan that they've already identified through another channel or is this call into the IVR essentially the beginning of their path mm-hmm. of communicating with you? So it's really under, important to understand why they're calling in that kind of deep sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, the, the mapping, the understanding, the connecting, making sure that you really understand uh, why they're calling, what they need, and how you're going to best be able to do that uh, through your IVR system is extremely important. Well, let's take the situation, too, Susan, of uh, more advanced systems, speech recognition. Uh, You know, I can remember several years ago talking to somebody who was in Canada who said that there was one system up there where there was so good uh, an implementation of a system that uh, a woman had called in 
had uh, interacted with their uh, their personality, speech personality, if I can call it that, and then called a couple days later and insisted on talking to that person again. Uh, <laughs> Emily was her name. Yeah. Uh, because she was convinced that there was, in fact, a, a human person and not just a machine, and, and she'd done such a good job, she wanted to talk to Emily again. Uh, obviously, that, that kind of situation uh, is one that we'd all love to have, but um, tell, tell us about some of the challenges that come up with the uh, speech recognition and some of the more advanced systems as well. Sure. Um, well, you know, that, that experience where um, a speech system is so good at handling the caller's needs um, that the conversation really seems like an actual human-to-human conversation is fantastic. It's also quite rare, um, mm-hmm. I have say um i I've, I've heard that same story before about emily it's 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 quite famous in the uh out here in the speech recognition business um what i think people need to keep in mind is that although those kinds of experiences are possible we, you know we can with great understanding of who's calling why they're calling and how we strategically want to communicate with them there are some very basic things that speech recognition systems just can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one of my favorite examples, uh, this happens a lot to all of us who, who work from home and therefore are subject to background noise that isn't normally there in an office setting. Um, how many of you have called into an IVR and, and you're interacting with the speech system? At that moment, uh, someone rings your doorbell and the dog starts barking. Um, <laughs> situation, this very up until that point, very sophisticated seeming speech recognition system can completely fall apart it just because crashes it can't the, ground, the difference right between woof yeah. and you talking <laughs> to it. So being able to distinguish between woof and a valid response from a customer is something that, that a lot of speech recognition systems can't do. We're getting better. Okay, all the time. The technology is improving all the time. So, you know, calling from your cell phone, you should have a pretty decent time of it these days. That wasn't necessarily true 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some simple things, you know, that, that speech recognition technology is just not good at. Remember, even if it seems intelligent, all of that intelligence is actually designed into the actual call flow. The recognition itself is pretty dumb. Yes, yes. Okay, and the, for those of us who have a teenage son, uh, we can kind of recognize the grunts that sometimes go into uh, what passes for human communication that sound very much like wolves sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or unless you're calling Perina, they might have a different setup. <laughs> <laughs> if you're calling Perina, absolutely. They may just uh, be able to handle that call. Well, actually, Brian, I'm glad you're on because I think you've got a couple of uh, questions that have come in, and maybe we can ask one of uh, Susan. Sure, sure. I, I do. Okay. Uh, let's see. I, I want to remind everyone that is listening in, uh, thank you for uh, either dialing in or logging in through Call Talk, and that you can uh, send me your questions at brian at benchmarkportal.com or type them in in our chat box there on calltalk.tv. And, of course, uh, I've got a couple people calling in. Here's a few uh, from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome. Tampa, Florida, thank you for joining us there on the East Coast, uh, Detroit, Michigan. Also, thank you uh, for joining us. And if any of you have uh, questions, just hit the number one on your phone, and uh, we can talk offline and uh, organize the questions together. So this question, though, right now comes from Mike. And uh, the question is, our IVR transition feels choppy 
how can my agents help create a smoother transition between the IVR and the call center? Mm, well, that's good. It shows that Mike has actually tried it out, so he knows that it's choppy. So kudos to you, Mike. Excellent question. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a number of things um, to, to keep in mind here. Um, let me reiterate, first of all, um, the importance of doing what it sounds like Mike has already done and, and understanding that, that whole call experience. Um, one of the big things you can do um, in, a, in a very immediate way to, to make the transition between IVR and agents smoother is to make sure that agents are familiar with and trained on how the IVR system works. Make sure your agents also understand that whole call path. So what just happened? Um, if, if agents understand that, and, and especially if call center managers and the people that are in charge of, of creating the agent scripts are aware of that, um, you can very easily, um, without changing anything at all about the technology or even really doing anything big picture strategy-wise, you can make it a smoother transition. For example, um, let's say your business rules dictate that agents have to re-verify a customer's identity, even if they've already logged into the IVR system. This is This is something I see an awful lot. Um, if you simply have your agent say, "I see that you logged into the IVR system. I'm really sorry. Just to ver- you know, to protect your information, can I can I please just verify this with you?" Uh-huh. Having the agents acknowledge that I see that you already did this, and you know, explain. And here's why I'm asking you again. I'm doing it for your protection. That can really go a long way. Towards towards making that transition smoother without making any other big changes. And, and that that's a very important one. I mean, it, I just made a, a series of calls myself for uh, personal reasons, and really nobody did that. And yet, uh, that's a fabulous takeaway I think for people on the phone, because it's so easily coached into uh, into the way your people act. And if they just add that little bit. Uh, it could go a long way in terms of making the customer feel like uh, the information they've already given is uh, has been received and, and is in process. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think what it does is it treats the call from the callers from your customer's perspective, right? For mm-hmm. them, they're in the middle of a conversation, and if the agent treats it like, oh, I'm jumping in in the middle as well. Um, it all is just going to feel much, much more uniform to your callers. It will be a be- more positive experience. Okay, very good. Well, please, uh, all of our listeners, anybody who has questions, please uh, call in or email in to uh, Brian. But I think you've got another one for us, Brian. Yeah, I do. I've got another one that came into my email, and then it looks like someone uh, that's raising their hand I'll get to in just a moment. Thank you. So uh, the second question uh, comes from Julie. What is the effect of all of our other customer communication channels on the issue of IVR to agent handoff. Hmm. The multi-channel world. <laughs> it is a multi-channel world. Um, I'm actually going to give you a very low-tech example here, though, um, of something that, that I just encountered. Um, did a project where I was listening to a whole set of recorded calls from a uh, a for a particular organization who I was working with, 
And one month, um, I, I observed a certain pattern in the calls. All of a sudden, for the call starting on March the 1st, we had this huge spike in numbers of people who were zeroing out to agents. Hmm. What was the change? What was the culprit? Marketing had sent out a direct mail piece, Hmm. and it had told people to ask for X, this new service that was being offered by the organization, which was unfortunately not in the IVR. (laughs) Okay, So there are times when even those low-tech, old-fashioned channels like paper mail um, can have a big impact on that transition. Agents weren't, didn't know that, that this direct mail piece had gone out. Um, and so they were left, you know, number one, agents were handling more calls because it wasn't accounted for in the IVR. And second, the agents themselves hadn't been trained what to do on this new product. So, you know, keeping those lines of communications open, um, making sure that those silos that we all get into in organizations um, do communicate with one another. Yeah, you know, we we talk in our uh, training courses about building a radial organization and having your tentacles going out and your communications channels going out to all parts of the organization, especially marketing, because we all love to hate marketing because they always do things without telling us about it. But uh, really, the the, uh, behaviors are oftentimes so ingrained that the only thing you can do is come up with another procedure, which is a communications procedure, that uh, gets you where you need to be with them. And uh, we have uh, recommended to many call center managers to have a regular telephone call with marketing uh, in which they you update them on what you're up to and they update you on what, what, what's going on. And if you uh, do that on a, uh, every Monday or every Friday or something like that, then uh, this, the surprises are going to be fewer uh, because, really, the whole idea behind good management is trying to avoid surprises, right? And, yeah, uh, ab- yeah, absolutely. Kind of and just it's having kind of having a single person who's who's the point of contact mm-hmm. um, for all of these things, all of these customer communication issues, mm-hmm. um, I, I think is is just vital. So whether that falls to the call center manager or whether that's you know a different position, I've seen it handled differently in organizations. But the idea is to is to not surprise yourself. Mm-hmm. Essentially, um, you know, because you can have these unintentional consequences. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people just want to go woof when it comes to the folks in uh, in marketing, but really, we have to take it on ourselves to build those bridges, because unfortunately, the rest of the organization just doesn't think about building them to us. And if we do, we'll be rewarded at the end of the uh, the, the year uh, when people are saying good things about us for our uh, reviews. And when people are just in general feeling like they're being well-supported, it will oftentimes be because of our efforts. Uh, but that's just the way it is. So, right. Okay. I mean, and, and frankly, it's a, it's, this is one of those win-win situations. Um, a marketing campaign is going to be vastly more successful mm-hmm. if the telephony channel can support um, a new product or service that is being currently marketed. Right. So, you know, it's not that, you know, we. I think we should get out of that oppositional mindset of mm-hmm. saying, oh, I hate what those marketing guys are doing to us here in the call center. <laughs> I think I think it, it's better to say, how can we support each other 
right. you know, to make sure that we are growing our business. That's, that's you know, what it's all about and providing great service. Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, we've got a call from George on. Uh, could, uh, jo- uh, uh, I got Brian? it. I got it. Yeah, uh, we do have a, a live caller right now, and uh, just in time because we're uh, getting close to the end of our show. But, uh, uh, George, I'm going to put you live. Can you hear us? I can. Thanks for taking my call. Um, my boss is interested in a natural language system that asks callers how may I help you type questions. Are there any special concerns about the IVR to agent handoff? For those systems? Oh, George, that's a terrific question. Thank you for 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 bringing that up. So, I, I hope folks in the audience know what we're talking about here. Um, these are are the systems that speech recognition systems, where rather than the caller having to choose from a menu of options, um, they're able to just say in a short phrase what they're calling about. Um, and here, um, the the handoff. It, it's especially blatant if you if you don't plan for this handoff properly. Um, here's here's a bad example of of how it can go if if you don't plan um, that that handoff well. What can happen is you're in the IVR um, and the the the, the IVR asks the caller. Please describe in a few words what you're calling about today. And the caller says, uh, yeah, I'm calling to dispute a charge on my bill. Mm-hmm. And at some point then, that call will get routed to an agent. If the agent starts out the call with, yes, and how can I help you today? You've essentially just asked your customer variations of the exact same question twice in a row, once in the IVR, once from the agent. Um, that is something that callers will notice, and they definitely don't appreciate that. Um, it really shows very poor regard for for your customer's time um, when you ask them to repeat themselves in such a blatant way like that. So I think that those natural language, how may I help you type systems, raise the bar even a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And have you seen situations where that's handled well, Susan? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're using um, a natural language system in a very smart way, um, you know, a dispute on my bill, that should get routed to a very particular kind of agent, right? So this is probably not your your tier one person. This will be somebody who's a billing specialist, for example. And if you pick up on that the and correctly recognize that the caller is calling to dispute a charge, you should pass that information directly to the agent, okay, that the caller is disputing a charge. And like we said before, Bruce, um, rather than saying, how can I assist you today, they can start out and say, Mr. Belfiore, I'm sorry, I see that you're calling to dispute a charge. Let me see what I can do to help with that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You know, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah, no. Great. Okay, great point. Great point. I, I have one follow-up question. Is, is there any uh, special aspect I should look at um, or feature that vendors have with the natural language that um, you know just make that, that you know my boss should make sure he looks for, or any you know questions when looking at vendors? Any thoughts there? 
Yeah, I mean, what, 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 it, it's not, again, this is one of those, this is not about the technology per se. Um, this is about how you implement it in your particular case. What you need to make sure you do um, when you're building your natural language system is make sure that you are categorizing caller requests. Okay, the things that people are asking about and doing your routing in such a way that the agent doesn't have to re-ask for information that the caller's already given. Okay, so for example, you know, I said, um, I, I, I gave you the example of disputes going directly to perhaps a higher tiered agent. If disputing a charge on my bill simply went to the billing department, um, that caller would likely have to describe their problem again, de- describe that they were calling to dispute a charge, and might perhaps have to be transferred to another tier of agent. So it's all about making sure that you capture what the user says in a way that lets you route the call appropriately, um, again, with the aim in mind of making that smooth transition possible. Makes sense. Thank you. Sure. Okay. Thank you, George. Uh, uh, glad we were able to answer that question. Very good questions, and uh, hope good luck with uh, with your implementation and your further exploration on this. Okay. Good. Well, I think uh, Brian, we're at the end of our our time together here. So why don't I hand it back to you after I've uh, thanked Susan for her insights here? It's been great. Really, really appreciate it and also the participation of uh, people in the audience. Yep, All right. absolutely, Bruce. Thanks again for the opportunity. I've, I've really enjoyed it. You bet. Thank you, Susan, and Bruce, thank you as well. Appreciate all the, the insightful discussion that you guys brought to uh, the show today. And I want to remind everyone that uh, we do have all these shows logged on calltalk.tv, so if you want to go back and listen to this one or another one, you can at just about any time. I want to congratulate our winners today, Mike, Julie, and George. Congratulations, and make sure you email me at brian at benchmarkportal.com so I can help arrange that course and whichever one you want to take. So, of course, uh, be sure to join us next time, September 14th, when we will talk about employee incentives, keeping those employees happy with Robert Cowan from Snowfly. And don't forget to sign up for a free reality check benchmark report for us right here at Benchmark Portal to see how your call center compares to others in your industry. And first, uh, from all of us here at Benchmark Portal, keep those headsets, headsets steady and your fingers ready. This is Brian Carrington signing out from Call Talk. Have a great day. another wrap. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.